I realized like, hey, I'm good at, like, I am good at this. Like, I, even though I don't necessarily love it, you know, it gives me really great results. It leads to really great results. So why am I pushing it away so much? Welcome to the Tash Talks podcast, home to female entrepreneurs who are ready to scale, profit, and master their business. Calling all creatives, go-getters, and achievers. Grab your coffee with a dash of oat milk or chilled Pinot Grigio and let's binge these value-packed business-style podcasts. I'm your host, digital marketing expert, educator, designer, wine lover, and your virtual BFF, Natasha Zorik. Welcome to Tash Talks. I'm so excited to be sitting here with one of my good friends, Becky. She is an amazing business coach for beginners. And we're going to be chatting today all about launching. And I know a lot of you are intrigued with launching, you struggle with it, or you're just really passionate about launching. So she is the absolute queen with that. And she is going to give us some amazing tips on how to sell out your launches and just absolutely crush it so that you can earn those high figure months. So I'm going to let Becky take the floor and introduce herself. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be here. Thank you, Tash, for having me. We've only been DMing about doing this for so long. (laughs) Literally. So I never really know what exactly to say when it comes to introducing myself, because I can probably talk about myself for like an hour, which is obnoxious, but it's fine. So yeah, I've had my business for a little over two years. Business has been something that I've always really loved. Before starting my business, I was running social media at a startup bourbon distillery. And I always say, before I say this, I'm like, I hope they never like, I hope they never listen to things I say. But I would literally call my dad after work almost every day being like, this is what they could be doing better in their business. And I would be like frustrated about it. And he was like, yeah, you just get it. Like you understand business. And I ended up leaving there because I just wasn't happy working somewhere. I was like, I want to work remote. And I found a remote job and I did that. And it was a contract job and it didn't last. And after that, I looked at my dad and I was like, I think maybe now's the time to give it a try. And we had a conversation. And so I started my own business and I didn't start as a business coach though. I wanted, I always wanted to be a business coach. When I saw coaching, I was like, this looks so cool. So I started doing social media management, Instagram marketing coaching, stuck with what I knew, learned what I didn't. And then when I felt like I had had enough experience and enough knowledge and all that, I shifted into business coaching. And yeah, I've been doing that since like March of 2019. And it's been a journey ever since. Yes. That's so funny that you've pivoted. So not funny, but like I've done that too. Like I've pivoted so much and it's so normal to do that. And I find there's this people either feel like they've failed in their business when they pivot or like they're going into that alignment. But no, that's so amazing that you finally transitioned into that because you knew from the jump that that's what lit you up. And I'm actually laughing at the fact that you said you hope that your old workers don't hear this because literally same when I worked in the government, like I worked there for four years. Okay. And I can like, I'm looking at the building right now from where I worked. Some of those people were my friends. Like I love that my boss follows me on my personal account and I'm out here bashing it all the time. Like love y'all, but I hated the work. And so when, if they ever listen, I'm like, I hope they're not mad. Well, I just feel bad because I was like a 22 year old at the time that like 
honestly could look at the stuff and be like, I know what they could be doing better. And I, all I had was a business minor in college. This stuff just made sense to me. And I would just get really furious and I would always get frustrated because when I, like, even though I was a social media manager, I had somebody on top of me, like above me telling me what I could and couldn't do. And when I find, when I was allowed to do the things that I suggested, we would get so many sales, like ticket sales, product purchases and stuff from this online store. And I was like, maybe if they would let me do more of what I am suggesting, it could be better. But we, we would see direct like rises in, in, like in sales when we would make certain kinds of content. And I like grew their account by like over 5,000 followers in six months. And yeah, like it was a lot. So I don't know. I just look back and I'm like, there's, there's, there was so much potential for them. They still are a business, but they're still, I'm like, they never hired a a social media manager after I left. You know what? They couldn't replace you. (laughs) So I'm just like, Oh, so much could have been different. (laughs) Oh, I know. I feel you. But I want to dive into like your zone of genius here because you actually have a program right now that is a group coaching program and it's all about launching. So can you dive into what, like, what made you so drawn to creating a program around that specifically? And if you had some actionable tips for the people that are listening on maybe like three or five tips on how to crush your launch, because that is a very common question. Even I myself get all the time, because let's face it, everyone's launching something. When we refresh our Instagram feed, we see something new. So. Yeah, no, I'd love for you to just dive into that. Yeah, so uh, I actually used to hate launching. Like, I absolutely hated it. The first time that I launched, it completely flopped. I got, like, three sales calls. They One said yes and backed out. The others were no's. I would have, like, heart palpitations every time I had to get onto a sales call. It was It was horrible. Like, I couldn't stand it. But, you know, launching and sales are, like, a core, are two core pieces of your business. If you don't launch and you don't, like get comfortable with sales, what do you, like you're screwed. Like, what are you going to do? You know? So, you know, I realized that launching was something that I could utilize to get massive cash injections, to build my brand visibility, to build just like my brand authority. And I actually was reached out to by a friend, like a really good friend of mine who said, I want to do this launch program, but I would love to do it with you if you want to. And I sat with it. And as I looked back on my business so far, I realized that the summer of 2019, that like beginning of July, I think it was, I launched and had my first super successful launch. I had one launch before that, that did okay. And that was because when I realized after the fact, it was that I kind of disconnected from the outcome at that point, And I was so over it. Cause I said, you know, I've spent this money on coaches. I did everything right. And I'm not getting clients still. So I'm just going to launch at this low price and just see what happens. And I don't necessarily recommend other people following my footsteps with that, but I did that and I signed seven clients. And from there I said, you know what? I need to like fix my energy, get more into alignment, get confident, empowered, and that's going to make a difference. So I got another coach. I went through that. And in, like I said, like July of 2019, I did a launch and it was my first five figure launch. And ever since then, ever since July of 2019, every launch that I do is at least $10,000, if not more. So I realized like, hey, I'm good at, like, I am good at this. Like, even though I don't necessarily love it, you know, it gives me really great results. It leads to really great results. So why am I pushing it away so much? 
So I went back to my friend and I was like, yeah, let's do this. And it's such a fundamental piece of running a business. Like if you don't have that, it's, it's really hard to take the next step. And, you know, I think that evergreen models and that kind of thing are really great, but you have to start with launching. And even when there's something that's evergreen, there's still launches involved. So yeah, so I, we started this program and it's just, it shows how massively important it is just to utilize like clients as examples. You know, one of our clients from the first round of the program, she had come to us and she didn't really know what she was doing. And she had this business and she had tried to launch a couple of months prior, but didn't have a full plan and didn't understand, you know, a launch is a process, right? So like a lot of people think that a launch is when you open your cart. And that's actually the last piece of the launch. You know, there's multiple pieces that come before the actual part of opening your cart. You need to be warming your audience up. You know this. You're amazing at it. Of spending, you spend a long time warming your audience up. Priming. Um, it's all. That's what honestly I always say that the magic is in the priming and the pre-launch phase because people focus on what you just said, the last step, and that's where people get confused or they're like, wait. Why, why am I hearing cricket? That's where you come in or just amazing coaches that are very, very, have seen those results and experts in launching. You come in and you're like, wait a minute, girl, let me give you your, your blueprint to success and money. Yeah, exactly. And the craziest thing is, or maybe the greatest thing is that the longer you prime and prep your audience before you open your cart, the better. And it's not like if you don't prime and prep for a month, you're not going to be able to get sales. Going back to like using my client as an example, she launched two things in eight weeks, but she made a lot of money in those eight weeks because she had spent a lot of time beforehand priming because she didn't know what else to do, right? She didn't know how to actually sell. So she was just kind of warming her audience up. And then she launched her one-on-ones and sold that out. And then she launched a group and uh, pretty much sold that out as well and made over eight grand in her first couple months of business. Like, shoot, I made like $500 (laughs) in my first few months of business. So a really big difference. And that's what no launching correctly does, right? Because we can launch and not do it correctly and just not get the results we're looking for. And sometimes we don't get the results we're looking for even when we do launch correctly but no matter what even if you don't make the sales in a launch if you do it correctly you will end up at the end of your launch with brand brand building your brand awareness and building your visibility and that's what makes honestly a big difference in the long run mm-hmm. so yeah. I think launching too like that was and I'm sure you can agree and for whoever is tuning in just know that launching, just like you said, Becky, is it's so much more than launching. Like you build your authority up. You show yourself as an expert and educator. And that is so fundamental in your business's success, the sustainability of your business, because people will look towards you and you do not know how many silent supporters you have or people that are ready to buy. There is so much fear around buying. And that is also why I'm so passionate about sales. Like, but it's, it, it, launching is amazing. It has transformed personally for me, my business. Like when I launched my, well, the Instagram kit and I actually failed at my first launch. I don't even consider it a launch because I did it ass backwards. And just like you were, I just did it all wrong and got no sales. I was like, well, that was a shit show. <laughs> but 
you learn so much. And then with passive profits, it was the most pivotal thing in my business because I really leaned into the marketing strategist, which now I actually just got rid of all designing. Like I'm a full out coach and like strategist, which I'm going to announce shortly on Instagram. But yeah, like that is where you realize like you can make a big impact fast. And even if you don't make those sales because your DMs, your engagement goes up, people start asking, they're clicking your website, just everything. And it's so, it's so impactful. So the more and quicker you can master the art of launching and just because like you, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate where they had those heart palpitations. They were nervous. They don't really like it. And I have come across a lot of people where they've full out say like, I hate selling. I hate it. That's a big thing with female entrepreneurs because you're putting yourself out there for you're, you're, you're making yourself vulnerable and you're going to get a lot of no's and that's scary. But yeah, the quicker you can like fall in love and, and align with coaches like yourself where you are like, okay, yeah, here's your roadmap to success. Here's how you can master it. That is where you're going to help people scale their business quick and get those cash injections. So for just the people tuning in, like, do you have, what were your like three biggest lessons that you've learned, like through launching so many times and having crazy lows and crazy highs? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is to really believe in and trust the process. And as like, as well, you need to believe in what you're selling, right? If you are selling something and you hate it, or you're like, yeah, I think this is going to work. Or something that I see happen a lot, honestly, is people who aren't ready to be offering a certain service choose to do it anyway. You know, it's true that idea that, you know, you only need to be one step ahead of your ideal client, but you need to have gotten through that step, right? So I see a lot of times people are like maybe half a step ahead. And so they don't really actually know if they can serve in what they're promising or what, I guess you shouldn't be promising anything in reality, but they don't, they're not confident in their ability to serve what they're saying they can serve. And that's going to hold them back. So yeah, so whenever, you know, you believe in what you're doing, when you believe in what you're launching and you know that you can provide, that's going to make the world a difference. And as well, when it comes to believing wholeheartedly in the process, it's seeing it through to the end. A lot of my launches, and I have to remind myself of this when I'm in a launch and it's not really going the way I had planned, that there's still time left. Mm -hmm. A lot of my launches, a lot of my clients' launches they get the majority of their sales at the end of the process. And that's just the way it works. Typically, typically you get a few in the beginning and then the majority come at the end. And that's, you know, that's the process. Another really big lesson that I learned is that it's really important to be talking about people like your dream clients objections in your content, warming up to the open cart. And even once you open your cart, because people have objections. And if you wait to talk about that once you're on a sales call or they're in your DMs and it's not been touched on at all yet, that's a really big mountain to climb up, right? Like that's a really big process to go through. And it's not that it's impossible, but if you're doing objection handling in your content, you're putting yourself one step ahead and it's going to make the process a lot easier. And then I would probably say the last piece would be just to make sure that you plan in advance. That's something that I haven't done, you know, for every launch and the launches that are planned in advance, it just feels a lot calmer utilizing the launch that I'm in right now as an example in, in full transparency, you know, like the irony of, of launching a launch program and not necessarily getting the, getting the 
amount of leads in at a certain point as you're wanting, like it still happens, but no, but like, I trust that this program works. So I keep going anyway, because, because my clients get such good results, right? I had clients in the first round that got, that made so much money in, in just a short amount of time. So even with that, I just keep going and trust that the right clients will come. And the reason that I'm able to do that is a mixture of the fact that my clients got such good results the first time, my friend and my clients got such good results the first time, and we plan so far in advance. Like, there's not really anything else that I have to do. We know what we're doing. We know what's happening. We've created the content. And it just gives us the space to be available to have conversations and, you know, go live if necessary, all that kind of stuff. And that's really valuable and it's, it's going to ease your stress so much because a huge thing that I see is that people burn out at the end of a launch. They're ready to launch like, over. Yeah. They're, they're ready to disappear once their launch is over. It's like, but you have clients to show up for now, you know, and you probably have another launch to plan for because part of the, part of the process of owning a business is making money and to make money, you need to launch and you need to do different things. So planning in advance and trusting the process are two really great ways to work on avoiding the burnout that a lot of people get by the end of a launch. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know what? One point too is at your first point of saying, make sure you love your offer, like you're passionate about it. And to add to that, one thing that I do see quite often is, and what you were saying is being one step ahead of your ideal client. I see a lot of people launching something when they haven't even done it themselves. And that ties into confidence, I find. And you can tell. And launching for me personally is like all about that energetic exchange. If you aren't excited, if you don't have the confidence, like your client sure as hell won't. And that's where I've seen my most and my best results is I made sure it was my true zone of genius. And I've actually had those results and those actionable steps. And then I think one of the best things to do with programs so you're confident and how human psychologically we, we are wired you can be coaching something that's pretty basic, but basic stuff I find can be the most transformational. You just then add your own flair, then you add advanced tactics and this and that to make it unique and advanced. But so what the most transformational thing is I find is to be confident about your offer and you know it's yours is add a name, like make it your framework, your own personal framework. And that switches a lot of light bulb moments for people and students. That's what I've realized because you can write out all this stuff but if you don't add a framework or a name and a title, people won't mem re uh, remember it. And they'll be like, oh, well, whatever. Or they won't digest it well. And they'll, they won't really consume it and then implement it. And that's one of the biggest things with courses. That's why group programs are so awesome is because you're there to walk them through it. But the finish rate of courses is so low now because let's be real, we're all busy. We're business owners and our attention spans are like tiny. But yeah, no, I think all your points were so good. And I really liked your point too about realizing that sales come after or like later in the launch. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people can kind of be excited, excited, have those heart palpitations, super pumped for launch day, carts open, crickets. And they're like, oh shit. And then they're just like, confidence goes down. And that too, I mean, like you said, you sometimes you don't plan crazy ahead. I'm personally like super type A. So I'm like two months, my videos already edited in Podia, ready to go. Like that's just, how I have my emails all automated, like we're good to go. But I think it's, and I want to hear your, your perspective on this, but 
personally, when I'm going to launch, like I'll have my whole launch plan and I'll be like, this is what I'm going to do. Have it mapped out. But if I feel like pivoting and switching, I'll do it. And I'll extend the carts if I feel like it's right. Like, I mean, you're personally in my VIP group now for the sales expert bundle. And that wasn't even a part of my launch. Like two, two days after I announced the carts, I got so many DMS asking for a hybrid course. And I was like, Oh, sure. So I sat down for a couple hours. I mapped it all out and I was like, boom, let's pivot. And I think that's a big takeaway for launches for anyone listening that if you feel like, like stuck to your launch plan, no, like you are not, you are a, you're the business owner. You have full control. Just make sure you communicate it effectively and you don't just like throw it out there and be like, yeah, whatever. And be sloppy with it. But yeah, launches, it's all about, I find your energy and being confident in what you are selling. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, I totally agree with the whole pivot thing. Like it's, you need to be able to be open for change. The one thing, and I'm, I know you're going to agree with this, that you should not pivot in the middle of a launch. If you're not getting the results you're wanting, the answer is not to lower your price. That's the one thing. So you can shift anything. You can decide to offer a bonus. You can add a VIP option. You can, you know, keep your card open longer. I know for me and my friend Courtney, for our launch that we're doing right now, we were going to wait until Thursday to open the like discount Black Friday deal. We decided to do it on Monday just to make sure that we got ahead of, you know, all these other deals that were coming out and make sure that people saw ours as well. And that was a shift that we decided to make. And so that's, do the shifts that feel right for you, but don't let your doubt get in the way and, and convince you that the answer is to lower the price because that's going to tell people like, you know, that you're not confident in what you're selling. It's going to tell people that, oh, I bet no one's bought yet. So she's probably lowering the price to see if she could get a sale. But at the end of the day, you know, a $500 course is just as hard to sell as a $5,000 program. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not really about the price. That's not the thing that's making it quote unquote, not work. There's something else there. So there's things to explore there. But honestly, if you are, have tried launching and it hasn't worked for you, it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's just that there's something wrong with your process. And it's just a matter of figuring out what's not working so that you can shift it and make it better. And that's the other thing is that I think a lot of people think that business is one size fits all and it's not, and neither is launching. There's so many different tactics within a launch. So the process itself might be pretty similar, but everybody needs a different launch process. And that's something that I think is so important and that I do with all of my clients, my friend Courtney does as well, where we just say, these are all of the available options and we put them out for them of like, this is why you might want to do this versus this. But if you want to do this other thing, we're going to support you with it because it's your launch and you have to explore it for yourself and make it work for you and your business. I love that. And like, That point that you made there about the price is so good because I've noticed that people get really stuck on the price and that's what holds them back from launching that $5,000 offer because they think that is the reason that's going to make the sales stop and not there's going to be no one wanting to enter their program or sign up, but that's not the case. Like you said, it's literally the process and it's your strategy and how you show up because take in people literally sell 20K, 40K masterminds consistently. And and there is so many differences in your strategy and process from selling a low ticket to a medium to a high. That's like where you come in for that to help people and say, this is the aspects and elements of marketing, sales, like all this type of stuff. 
conversations you need to have, your promotional content needs to be a little different. Like that's where your zone of genius and your expertise can really help someone and guide them to be like, okay, this is how you can crush your launch, whether it's $50 or it's 5,000, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that the, the one other thing when it comes to launching that, that people might forget is that energy side and the like belief and all that, right? Because the strategy is important, the sales, the marketing, everything like that is so important. And you need to, energetically, you need to be available for it, right? You need to be available for the money. You need to be available for the people that you're trying to call in. You need to be available for all of that. But on top of that, I think a really important thing that gets missed a lot or people don't realize is, you know that saying, treat somebody how you want to be treated? Mm-hmm. I think that people forget that. Like they forget that that comes into business as well. It's not just like a saying of like, well, you should like, you know, I think a lot of people just almost resent that because it's probably something their parents said to them as a kid, like you need to treat them the way you want to be treated, whatever, but it's true. Energetically speaking, if you treat somebody a certain way, you are most likely going to receive that same treatment back. So examples, if you are ghosting people in the DMs and then you get frustrated when somebody ghosts you in the DMs as a potential client, why did that happen? Is it potentially that your energy led to that? If you are trying your damnedest to get a client and you can't, and maybe you, I don't know, led a potential coach on and then decided to back out at the last minute, could it possibly be because of energetically how you showed up for that? Or the other thing is, I I speak to a lot of people that will say to me, you seem like a really great coach, but I don't actually believe in business coaching. Oh, really? Yeah. Or they'll say, I think I can do it on my own. I can just Google it. And often, and and my response to that person, whoever, whenever somebody says that to me and to anybody listening, if you felt that way of why do I need to get support? Why do I need to get help? Of course, you probably can figure it out on your own over time. That being said, why can't somebody just like, you know, Google how to work out or Google like how to eat a certain way or Google how to make their own website, right? They can. It's that they don't want to. They would rather invest to get the support themselves or having to sift through the you know, bullshit to figure out, you know, what, how to make things work for them. So the thing is though, there are plenty of people that do what you do that are willing to make the investments to learn how to do business, right? Let's say. So if you're not available to that, it's going to be that much harder to sell out your services because why should people be available to invest in you then? So that's energetically the way that all flows. So uh, something that I do whenever I des- whenever I really, really want to work with a coach, even if it doesn't feel realistic for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure out a way to make this work because that's how I would want my future clients to show up for me. And so every time that I'm considering hiring a coach, if I decide not to hire them, I'm completely honest with them and straightforward. When I want to hire them, I'm like, send me that freaking invoice right now. Let me pay it immediately. And I'll pay my most recent coach I hired. She sent me the invoice at like 2.13 and I paid her at like 2.23 and she like screenshot it. And she was like, now that's, you know, that's that dream client that people look for that you like paid that so fast and you want to show up that way for yourself so that people will show up that way for you. Yeah, honestly, that's so true. And I mean, personally for people that are saying that, that comment of they don't see the, they don't see the purpose in investing in a business coach. Well, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it. You can hit that $10,000 month for sure. And you can definitely do it alone, but why not hit it? in a month or two months instead of six months? Mm-hmm. Why not get a framework and systems and a, a process and strategy that is aligned with your business? Because clearly you were drawn to that coach for a reason. 
mm-hmm. and like the way they're showing up. And most likely they're going to show you how to show up in not the exact same way, but in similar ways and aligned and custom to your business. And I personally have seen so many insane transformations in the online space because I follow a lot of business coaches and it's wild what it does and how happy and grateful and how people are when they invest in that coach. And I think that's amazing. And yeah, it's just, it's very transformational. And I think you do have to be very picky, but like you have to be picky about who, like no matter who you hire in your business, especially a business coach. Because just like any industry or, or niche, there's always going to be good, good coaches and bad coaches or bad designers and good designers, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like that's honestly so awesome. And like, I love watching you show up online too. Like you are such a powerhouse. Your energy is so good. And I love the fact that you tied that in because like I can honestly say that you do show up with such a good energy. You're real too on your stories, which I love. You're not like afraid to show up and show your, the other day you showed your puffy eyes when you were crying. I'm like, yes, girl, be real. I thought that was so funny. I like, so whenever my mom was like, you can't come home anymore. I literally sent her a photo, that photo of me. I didn't show the whole photo because it was so repulsive. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to show people what my eyes look like. I'm like, this is real too. And it's okay. <laughs> yes. And people are drawn to that. Like, I love that. Like I'll post my bloopers. Like I'll be like, what's up girl. And I'll do like a mouth pop. I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> You got to be yourself. I'm like, what's up? That's fun. People love that. You don't want to be like, hi, welcome to my business page. (laughs) People are going to be like, who's this big girl? True. People like the real, like even another example quickly is like, I have a podcast too, obviously. And and I say obviously, because we're about to record one for my podcast after this episode. But so I am ridiculous and refused to hire help for my podcast. And I forgot that like my podcast intro, I changed the way that I did it. But before I had to like lower the background music or else you wouldn't be able to hear my voice. And I forgot. So there were like three episodes that I already edited and uploaded and I refused to take them down. I was like, they're already up. I'm not doing this. It's fine. So everybody was like DMing me and they were like, I think I blew out my speakers listening to your episode. And I was like, no, no, I just messed it up. It's fine. It's not you. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you use like a a platform, by the way, you can automatically update it and it'll just like change the... Yeah, I was just too lazy. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's because you're doing it yourself, you crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. But thank you so much, Becky. Honestly, I've had such a good time chatting with you today. And like she just said, we're going to hop on another episode for her channel. So I'm going to let her just plug all her socials, her podcast. And yeah. Yeah. So you can reach me. You can reach me. Like, call me, beat me. <laughs> um, you can reach me. By, I did it again. My Instagram handle is Becky Fagan. My last name is just F-E-I-G-I-N. And that's the main place that I'm at. My podcast is the If She Did It podcast. Keep your eye out for Tasha's episode. will be up at some point. I have a lot of backlogged episodes. And if you're interested in launching, just DM me. Honestly, feel free to ask questions. I do, my friend and I do have this amazing program and it doesn't start till January. So even if it's not being promoted, if you're intrigued, feel free to reach out and I'm happy to chat with you about it. And yeah, just feel free to connect on Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Becky. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will link her socials, her podcasts and everything in the show notes. So yeah, until next time. Thanks for listening to Tash Talks. 
Let's continue this virtual friendship over on Instagram. You can find me at Natasha.Zor or you can join my amazing Facebook community, The Entrepreneur Hub. It is value-packed with free lives, trainings, and downloads. I will be listing this episode and all future episode show notes at www.natashazorg.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.